Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beautiful Mind Game podcast with myself, Hams, and Millie Chandarana. We are back for a very special Mother's Day episode. Um, we've got a special guest on where, unfortunately, Millie wasn't available to uh, record at the time. So it was just myself, and it was our special guest called Laura Jewel Hansen. So what would you like to hear about um, from our conversation, Millie, before I get into the conversation with Laura? Hey, Hams. Um... No, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. It's a, it's a shame that I wasn't there. I would have loved to have asked so many questions for her. Mm. Um, but I'm sure she's got a lot to say. Um, we already both know how much she's doing as an individual. And it's honestly, I think it, it could be great. So much to learn from. Because for the people who don't know, Laura Johansson is a footballer from Denmark playing for Bronby at the moment. So she's a women's footballer. Their season is going to start around the beginning of April time, and it will go all along the summer as well, given the climate in Denmark. She's also started her own fashion label. Um, so that's something that I'll be talking to her more about, why she started it, how she started it, and where she looks to go from there as well. And hopefully we'll get some free stuff. That that, that, that could be an option as well. Free promo in the United Kingdom for her Danish brand, which would be good. Um, but one thing I would really want to ask her a lot more about Millie is the fact that she started um, a soccer school in Ghana. I thought that was quite fascinating when I saw her originally. And the fact that it's a, I think it's on Instagram as like sport creates memories or something like that. So that's something that I really want to ask her about. And hopefully she'll be able to give us the answers as well. She did say on the messages, she did say that her English isn't great. So we'll see what happens because you know what people are like. Some people, um, they're like, Hamza, you speak too quick. I think you were one of them as well. Some like, <laughs> I have to slow down when I'm speaking. So. Um, those are the main three things I'm looking forward to today um, when I'm going to have a conversation with her later on. I was going to say our English isn't that great either, but I'm sure yeah. she's perfect. And I'm yeah. sure she's, like I said, I'm sure she's got loads more to tell us about that. Um, and the fact she's so young as well. Um, I think she's early 20s, right? And she's done so much. And I think it is great for a, a Mother's Day special as it follows on from our other episode about women in sport on International Women's Day, doesn't it? Um, about strong women, inspirational women. And it just shows at such a young age, you've got so much you can do. Like, age isn't a problem. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Um, yeah. And I think it's, like like we said before on this podcast, it's all about those ordinary people doing absolutely extraordinary things. And this this young lady is honestly one of those people. Yeah, that's our tagline for this podcast. Extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. But for us, it's ordinary people doing extraordinary things. But I don't believe for a second after this podcast, when you listen back to it, or when I uh, have finished with the conversation, that we'll think Laura Johansson will be an ordinary person off this. <laughs> that's gonna happen. I don't think so either. <laughs> no, let's get into this podcast. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. Here's a full episode with myself and Laura Johansson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Beautiful Mind Game podcast. Uh, it's just myself, Hams, today. So um, for everyone listening, Millie's unavailable at the time. But this is a very special conversation that we have today um, for our listeners, because it was someone who I needed to bring on as a guest um, who I've actually been following for quite a while. And she's actually someone who's quite inspiring at such a young age of 21, 22 years old, I believe. So um, this is someone who I've been looking forward to getting onto the podcast and we finally got it arranged and I'm very proud to announce um, our guest for today is a football player for Bronby in Denmark. She's also a uh, founder of um, a clothing line as well, also in Denmark as well and obviously going um, across the internet which is going really well at this moment in time and she's the founder of an initiative in um, Ghana called Sports Creates Memories as well so she's actually really busy probably busier than me at the moment but I thought I'd just introduce our very special guest today Laura Jewel Hansen did I pronounce that correctly yes yeah you did yeah. Uh, so that's fine <laughs> brilliant that's okay welcome to the podcast Laura how are you today thank you I'm very well thank you um, and I'm so glad that I can be a part of this I think that podcast is very important and I think that it's uh it's a good idea to reach out to a lot of people and tell like my story, but I also listen to a lot of podcasts to hear other um, and get inspired by others. So I think it's it's very fantastic and I'm glad to be here today. Fantastic. No, we're, we're very pleased to have you on. And it was one of these podcasts that I thought I need to get you on for a conversation because there's so much to talk about with you today. And there's so much that you can tell us. And 
um, really inform our listeners of as well, because first things first, we are a football and a mental health podcast, but talking to you about football is something that I've wanted to do. But then when I saw everything else that you were involved in what, and what else you do at such a young age as well, 21 years old, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm 21. I, I turned 21 for in February, so yeah. Brilliant. So only recently as well, from the time of recording, like last month as well, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel I'm too old already. I feel like I'm behind. I need to make more things in the world. So like, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's exactly it. I'm like that as well because I get told for a lot of people, you look very mature for your age, and I'm like, yeah, I, I think so. But it's just when you when you have like parents who are very strict and stuff like that as well. They're very yeah. like very demanding of you, and they're like, "No, you have to, be, you have to behave. You have to say the right things, please, and thank yeah. yous, and yes. mannerisms, and right education, and go like everyone else, and do this. This is the safe way. You have to take that way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, de- definitely like that as well. You, you understand me, Laura. You can understand <laughs> the upbringing that we've had as well, which is great. Um, but no, just before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to know um, mostly about yourself as a footballer to begin with. So, Laura, you play for Bronby, uh, the, the women's team for Bronby in Denmark. Um, I know you're off season at the moment. Um, do you want to just tell our listeners a bit more about what you do? Are you a striker? Are you a winger, midfielder? And how um, long have you been playing for Bronby for? Yeah, I uh, I started in Bronby for a half year ago. Um, so after the summer uh, in 20. 21 and then I play as a winger I can also play play like a back if it's like a forward back um but like yeah outside um and then sometimes I can be a striker too as well um I like to be up up front and uh yeah and score a lot of goals and make assists and uh, yeah be be a part of that uh offensive um part I'm not that defensive um player but like yeah so, no. so that's that's how I am. I like, you know, um, everything about football, the togetherness, everything that you can be a part of something. I have always played a lot of football and the football for me is like my my space where I can breathe um, and take like a break for everything else um, because I have such a, a you know, um, what is it called a busy um, weekend um, and a week. Yeah. So I feel like when I'm going to training, I can put all this behind me and just train and have fun with my friends so so that's very important for my life and for for yeah how my weeks is yeah absolutely and well well put as well because that's how we feel as well when we're playing football even just locally and with friends and stuff you get to enjoy yourself you get to have your own space your own personal space which is really big for your mental health your physical health and your psychological development as well which is fascinating to hear as well so really well put laura um, so how is it going for you currently at Bronby? Is everything going okay? I know you're in the off-season, but are you still in training at the moment? for pre-season? Yeah, we're still in training. Um, we haven't played that good um, until now. I feel like we should have been better, um, like the half-season we played. Uh, but like, it's okay. We are a, a whole new team, a lot of new players. I'm new as well, a lot of new players at the team. So it's not the old Bronby who have been there for a long time ago where they, they were always number one or number two. Yeah. Um, so right now it's like it's more we have to, you know, play together and be a part of something where it's not, um, yeah, like like where we where, where we uh, learn to know each other better and, and play better. I think like the next uh, half season would be better because then we know each other. Um, yeah. So so it have been like ups and downs, but but I feel it's it's good. Yeah, that's brilliant because it's just building on your chemistry that you have as a new team as well with new players yeah. coming in which takes time, of course, but it's one of those things that's worth it at the end of the day. So hopefully it'll be good going forward. When do you start your season, Lauren? When does it end uh, for Bronby? Um, it starts It starts here in the end of March and then it will be ending in the start of June. Oh, wow. So you're you're really close to the beginning of the season then? Yeah. Yeah. Are you feeling ready for the first game? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> that's good. I feel like the, the team is ready. Everyone is ready. So that's great. No, that's brilliant too. and especially with uh, being in Scandinavia as well where the winter is a lot longer than a lot of other countries in Europe as well so you have to go throughout the summer um, seasons to play as well which is incredible to see really as well um, but one last question before we move on to the next topic is is what kind of player do you play like in um, in like men's football so if you had to compare someone to our listeners listening what kind of player would you say like a Mohamed Salah uh, a Diego Jota <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo even, winger, striker, like you said before as well. Yeah, I see. Um, then I will say I'm like, a, I'm a Neymar. I'm a you're Neymar. Neymar. You're the, yeah. you're, you're the okay. Danish Neymar then. Yeah, yes. Brilliant. I'll, I'll take him. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's really good to hear as well. Um, but are you are you really big on like the skills and the flair when you're playing as well? So you, you like, yeah, like expressing yourself when you're playing? Yes, 
and not be like everyone else, like do things on my own and make some skills and things like that. Yeah, I like that. Brilliant. So you're like the maverick of, of, of the team, basically. The showman, yeah. the showwoman, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fantastic. No, that's really good to hear. Um, but no, I just want, I'm just really glad I got to hear about that as well. Because again, um, the fact that Bronby used to be a very big team in um, European football as well, let alone just in Danish football. So again, they were in the Champions League uh, a couple of decades ago, which was great. They used to be always in the group stages of the Europa League, UEFA Cup, Champions League as well. It was really big to see them going. But what do you kind of expect for this season coming, Laura, for Bronby and for your team? Um, we, I don't expect that much, actually. I feel like in top in top five must be like what I think that is uh what is yeah what we can do because I, I will not say that we can be in the in the top two or top three because I'm not sure about that um so yeah. I will be realistic and then yeah brilliant because when I see you in the top three in October time I'll be like to Laura remember when you said you're going to be in the top five and you made yeah. the top three <laughs> and you did yes. you overachieved as a team now that'd be great and looking forward to seeing how that goes for you as well which will be absolutely fantastic for you as well um, but yeah, that's that's kind of with the football as well. You told me you're you're like the uh, Danish Neymar, so I'm looking forward to seeing um, the, <laughs> the games for the season throughout the summer as well, which will be great. What's your biggest um, What's your biggest skill or your biggest um, triumph in football so far? Would you say what What have you think that you've achieved the most in football? What do you mean? Uh, so you know you've only like you said you feel like you're older than you are. You're 21 years old playing for Bronby. What's your biggest achievement in football um, that you're most proud of so far? Mm, I would say it's like when I was on the young national teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was on the under 19, uh, the national team under 19, um, where I played, yeah, some games for them. Um, so I would say that's that's the biggest thing I have received until now. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I, the, uh, the young national teams from Denmark. That must have been the most amazing experience for yourself, for your family, for everyone involved in your everyone, career as well. Yeah. To represent. Really? Denmark that's yeah that's a dream everyone like is looking forward to and like I think about like fighting for it when you are in the football world or in any kind of sport um I think like to be rep uh, representing like the Danish team or if you are in another country just uh, present your country that that's very big definitely definitely the dream as well which is fantastic to see uh, but no, thank you very much for talking through your footballing um, career so far Laura I'm, I'm expecting a big big season from you now and I'm hoping that we get a big a big top three finish as well which be the dream for Bronby as yeah. well and now, now, now you've got another Bronby supporter as well so yeah if there's any team in Denmark I need to support it's Bronby so I'm looking yeah forward to that's that. amazing it's Brilliant. good <laughs> yeah. yeah it'll be fantastic um but then, um another thing about International Women's Day is literally just speaking to you about how much you do like you said before I'm recording as well because you're always really busy you've got so much time to develop other projects that you're doing as well and now I just wanted to talk to you a bit more about um, Sport Creates Memories. Um, are you able to tell us and the listeners a bit more about what that actually is and how that started for yourself, Laura? Yeah, of course. Um, and now maybe I will talk for a long time, so you must just stop me if it's like too long. I'll uh, sit back I'll sit back and relax. So by okay. all means, Laura, explain all. Okay, yeah. Um, actually, uh, it started very, uh, very when I was very young, when I was 15. Um, yeah. I was called in to be a coach for, uh, you know, a national um, football school here in my country. Yeah. Um, and I was telling my mom about it. I was playing uh, in a club called Greo in that time. It was one hour from our home. And I was so proud that I was getting this um, uh, offer that they said, like, if I wanted to be a coach for them, um, for this football school. So I was telling my mom about it. She was like, yeah, but it's it's also a long, long way to Greo if you have to go there every day in a week in the vacation and I was like yeah but it's nice and then I was like we were driving in our local town in that moment um yeah. so I was telling her I was saying mom why why don't we have a football school here um I'm, I'm coming for a little town like a little um community called Stones um here in Denmark and um and I talked to her and I said why don't we have anything here and she was like I don't know you can make you can make one and I think like I know that she said it for like uh, in a joke um yeah. But, but she shouldn't have done that because I was like, yes, of course, of course I can make one. Um, and I was 15 years old that time. And I was like, why not? I will, I will make a football school here. So I started. Um, I started going out for in stores um, close to our city. And I was knocking on the door. I was saying, my name is Laura. I have this football school. I'm 15 years old. Do you want to sponsor anything? It can be like 
yeah, all things from your store that you want to give to these children who comes to my football school. And everyone was so happy to see me there, I think, because also I was young and it was inspiring that I came there and asking them for like, you know, things for my football school and for my camp for the children. So um, everyone was like, yes. And a lot of people were supporting me. I was making, I think it was actually a Facebook um, post where I was telling people, uh, share this. It's a football camp for children. I think it was from six to 14 years old or something come and join and and there was actually a lot of people who signed in I think it was 14 the first year um and I had it I was finding some of my friends with the coaches there um and that was actually the beginning of the whole thing and the whole project and uh, that back time it wasn't called sport creates memories it was actually just called Laura's football school um yeah. and the next year I made the same again and a lot of other people came and it was even a little bit more bigger I think there was maybe 16 that time um I got some from my you know um I was going on a boarding school that time so some of my coaches in football there they were coming my under 16 national team uh, coach was coming because wow. I was open so I was just asking everyone you know I was calling yeah. around I was not scared of asking people um and I think people were so inspired by about that so they were like yes of course we want to come so so that was why like the national football camp in the whole Denmark, they, they didn't even get people to come like that. But like mine was more special because I was also asking people who didn't expect me to ask them, I think, yeah. to come there. And, and they were coming and I made my own football school for four years. Um, so un until under 2019, um, then, you know, Corona was coming, uh, COVID-19. So um everything was locked down and I couldn't have my football school. Mm -hmm. um, but that was actually the beginning. I think like in that moment, I didn't knew that I would be able to make something like sport crazy memories now, but I knew that this was something I like to do. I like to plan it. Um, and I like to, you know, make it myself and it should be something about football and with kids. So that was something I just think, um, I always had in my head. And then yeah. after, um, I couldn't have it anymore because of the COVID-19, um, then my mom, she got cancer. Um, oh, no. uh, yeah. So that was actually also a little bit uh, a part of all of these things because she had cancer in one year and it was a very tough year for me and for my family and for everyone a part of this. Um, it was actually a big shock because my mom is is the most healthy person I know on this earth. She's running every day. She's eating very healthy. So, so it was a, a big shock. And I, I remember that that day where she told us in our family that she had cancer. It was like, I didn't even know what to say because it was, it was so shocked for us. Um, but lucky for us, a year after she was declared cancer-free. Wow. So um, that was very lucky. Um, and I'm so happy for that. And can't thanks all the people who have helped us enough um, because that was also a step by. And I, I didn't thought about it when I was in the situations, but after the cancer, um, the cancer, the cancer, I was thinking about all the people who have helped us in the, you know, in the time she was sick um, and in the time where it was darkest for me and for my family, a lot of people long way came and helped us with food. They came and cleaned. They were asking us if they could do something, drive my little brother to football, help my little sister, all those things. And I actually first, you know, saw that after this cancer thing. Um, and that was also like, in the summer, she was declared free from this. Um, I told my mom in, I think it was in September or something. Um, I said to her, actually, mom, if you got cancer and there is a lot of adults who get cancer, how many children is also getting cancer? And like getting an unfair sickness without they can do anything about it because it's like everyone can get it and nobody can do anything if they get it. It's like, it's just unfair. Um, so I was telling her like, it was just like, um, I think it was a shock for me also to know that because I hadn't thought about that. It hadn't been in my mind before that there is a lot of children who is sick or all those things. Um, but I told her that I wanted to do something for people because there was a lot of people who helped us. Now I wanted to help people. Um, so I told her in September, mom, I want to make a football day. Uh, actually, I said a football school, but then my mom is very good to like put my things a little bit down when it's too much. And so yeah. she was like, maybe you should make it like a day, Laura, because it's also sick children. So it's not good if they are out too much or maybe it will be too much if it's longer than one day. So make it as one day event. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And my mom, I, I remember she said, yeah, OK. And I told her, mom, I want to do it next month. Um, and she was like, 
Laura, there's COVID-19, you can do it next year, plan it to do it next year. And, and she was like, you cannot do it in after one month. And I was like, yes, I want to do it next month because those kids, they also need like things to do also because of the COVID-19. They need to come outside and all those things and, you know, be a part of something together because maybe they are only on the hospitals all the time. They need to do something. And, and yeah, I wanted that so badly. So I was talking to everyone about it. I was talking to my best friends and my family. And I was saying, I have this football day for children affected by cancer. And everyone I stepped on and told about this, they were all laughing at me. They were saying like, Laura, it can't happen. It's like in one month, uh, what do you do about the COVID-19? What do you do about where will you find the families? All those Christians. And in the beginning in my head, it was so easy. I was like, it's not a problem. Everyone will get an autograph from a Superliga player or a women's league player. Um, so it was like the best league in Denmark, uh, the yeah. football men's team, I was saying. So in the Facebook post, I made I made it actually as a Facebook post. And then I got it out to some groups where it was for cancer families so they could sign in and see it. But in this Facebook uh, post that was standing, um, you can sign in. It's for free. Everything is with your siblings because they also need it. They are also a part of this cancer diagnosis um, I know they don't have the cancer, but they are part of the families, so it's also hard for them. Um, so it was like a family day and a family event. Um, but then I was like, sign in this, and then in the sign in, there was standing. You can wish a Superliga, like a men's team or a women's team, um, autograph like a shirt for them from them. And uh, in that time, I was playing in a club called FC Norseland. Um, it's also a big men's club here in Denmark, and I was like. It's easy. I knew I knew the players. I was in the same school with them. So of course I could get autographs from them. But then when when they started to turn in, they were like they were um, wishing for like players from Brunbury at that time and Copenhagen and Midtjylland and like the biggest team here in Denmark. And I was like, what what to do now? Because I, I hadn't, you know, the contacts with them. So I was like, I was in a situation where I didn't know what to do. So I was like, I was talking to everyone. I was like asking them in dms can you help me but they were so big players so they didn't even saw my dms so mm. i remember like one day before my event i was um fc uh, fc norseland was playing against fc like copenhagen and i yeah. i know that i needed some some autographs from the fc copenhagen players that was that is the biggest team in denmark actually yeah. and i needed those things and i couldn't get it from anyone so i was out and i was actually buying you know the shirts in a shop like the Copenhagen shirts yeah. and then I was going in I was sneaking me into that game you know behind the big stadium mm. I knew like they were playing at that time so I was like I go out to that I need to get the, the signs from the players so I need to find the players after the game so I was like sneaking me in and there was some you know guards they were standing there and couldn't go in and I was telling them uh, like I was so straight ahead and I didn't even say anything I was just like I need to go and I have a play I have to talk to the players after the game so I was like just um, you know playing the acting like I should go to the players that was a part um, and uh, that was a deal I had and and the guard was like okay you have to go over there the players wow <laughs> So like I was so I was so shocked by they they didn't even say anything because I was so I think I was acting very well I was like mm. of course I have a plan I, I need to talk to the players it's about something like this and then they they said it's over there I was sitting and then I was when I came over there I was talking to some of the people over there and and asked them how long time would it take and they were like one and a half hour or something because they have to shower and get food I was like and it was so so cold because it was a, like it was an evening like the the time was 11 in the night or something so i was i was freezing i was sitting there and i was, and 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 the, the worst thing was like i didn't even knew who players like mm. i needed the autograph i need i, I knew the names you know but i, I wasn't yeah. in that men's football it's not because i'm like fan of yeah. men's football or anything about that um i'm fan of the football but it's not because i'm fan of players and all these things so when the, the children have like said the players, I just had it on paper, but I didn't knew the players. So when the players came out, it was like, is your name this? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> it was like asking Cristiano Ronaldo if like, are you named Cristiano Ronaldo? And it was, yeah. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, but I was like, it was just fun. And I was like, the first thing I was asking was like, I just go over to the player. I had the, you know, the pen and I had the shirt. I was like, this is for children affected by cancer. Can you please sign it? It's, it's a big dream and everyone was signing it 
So like it, it went so good and I got all the autographs from that day um, and I had all the others already. So then it was fine and uh, I was glad it was like a long night, but for me it was also an experience and it was fun. Um, yeah, so that was just one of the steps also. And it was one of the things I feel like this was actually very fun. And I remember like my friends, they were laughing at me. They were like, Laura, how will you do that? You can't even get in there. And I was like, no, I'll just try. <laughs> Otherwise I can find someone who can help me. I don't know. In my it, mind, everything can happen. So, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I'll let you have a break because you've been speaking for a long time, Laura. But thank you very much for everything that you've okay. been saying. So if you take a brief, that's absolutely fine. First of all, the fact that your mother has cancer and she survived, very inspiring, very well done to your mother and to your family and to everyone who supported you. That got me, I, I, was like, I had no idea that that was going to come. So that was something that must have been very hard for you as a family, as a daughter, um, for your other siblings as well. So the fact that she survived a year later, that's very inspiring. And that's very, that's very heartfelt as well. That's touched me uh, emotionally as well. The second thing I have to say is if you're ever in Manchester and you're at a Manchester United game with me and you need some of the players and you want to axe your way into the, um, to the changing room to get their um, signatures, can I come as well so that I can yeah. see all the players as well? <laughs> okay. I, I can yeah. be like, you're all bad, but we need signatures. Yeah. We need signatures yes. uh, for Sports Creates Memories as well. Because yes. that's, that's something that I was uh, laughing. I'm just uh, like, oh my, oh my goodness. The security guard just, uh, just believed you. It's like, yeah, I belong here. I belong here. I'm yes. going into the stadium, which is which is fantastic <laughs> as well. Yeah, I just forgot my card, but like I, I yeah. work. I, I left my card back inside. I need to go back in. I can't <laughs> yeah. leave here without my card. And they're like, "Yeah, absolutely, it's fine." And yeah. they're like, "Did we see that woman before?" No. Yeah, we did. We saw the woman before. She just left her card in there as well. Yeah. No, that's tr that's truly inspiring. And the fact that you were so open and you were honest about your conversation, Laura, it means a lot that everyone here is actually listening to that as well, and they can actually understand what you've actually been through personally as well as professionally as well just because of um uh, a football school that you started as well and if you if if I was a 15 year old trying to start a football school I would just be there like I have no clue what to do how to go about it but the fact that you had the the knowledge on how to do it who to ask and how to ask as well that's very that's very fantastic to hear as well that it actually worked really well it was something very small and it's just increasing and increasing and increasing as well so yeah, I, if I had a hat, I'd tip it to you, but I'm just like blown away because not, <laughs> not normally that I have nothing not to say on the podcast, but I'm quite shocked of how everything just came after literally just wanting to start a football camp. So nicely done, Laura. Thank you very much for sharing mm -hmm. that story with us. Of course. <laughs> no, that's good to hear as well. Um, but no, how is it all going so far? Because we've passed the co kind of first stages of COVID. You've had a couple of um, signatures on your shirts as well there's a lot of donations that i see on the page as well so lots of people are donating um their shirts and stuff to um ghana as well um how's it going recently laura um for sports creates memories yeah i feel like um yeah after my football day for children affected by cancer that was one part of denmark then i made it in the other part of denmark so i needed i needed to do it both places so everyone could get a part um yes. i've done like some of some other football days here in denmark five football days um for like children who is treated badly or who is like getting um yeah treated badly in the school so they are in a place where they are getting help yeah so um we have been out there and helped there um and then of course i have my african project um and that it actually also came when i played in fc Norseland, the, the old yeah. club because they have an academy called right to dream yeah. um so we were there in 2019 actually also um and when I was there, I told myself I need to come back. I was seeing another, like, it was another life. It was like, I didn't even knew that it was like that there. Um, you know, you have heard about Africa and you have heard about all those things. But when I came there, I was like, this is like old times. This is like, this can't be right. Like, people can't be living like this. Yeah. And, and actually, I was also surprised how happy they were. So it was like, it was a contrast between like, they were so poor and they had nothing but they were so happy so it was like yeah I didn't even know what to say or what to think in that time but I just knew that I had to come back um, and already after that trip I was told to talking to my mom again you, you can hear my mom is my best friend so yeah. I had to turn everything with her so I was talking to her and I said mom I need to go to Ghana I will make a football school there um, and I was in the second grade of high school there so she was like 
Laura, you have to wait until after high school. Um, and I remember my friends was like, because I told them I want to go there. I want to make a football school for 100 kids. And everyone was laughing there at that time. And yes, and I, I, I listened to my mom and I, I did high school finished. Um, but then after I was making this, I started, um, that was actually after my first football, football day for children affected by cancer yeah. um, in 2000 and January 2021. I was creating this called Sport Creates Memories. I was finding out what has been the most part of my life and what I needed to give back. And that was like that sport is creating memories and all my memories would have been like, I wouldn't have been without them. So that is something I want to give to others because they can do very much things. And I also believe that if you are sick children, if you are born a place where you don't have that much, I believe that if you have something good to think about that is very well and that is very good. Like if you live your life in a hospital, then you have to get some good thoughts also. You have to have something in your mind that you can think back on. Like this was actually very fun. This is worth to live for and to fight for so that was also why it should be called sport creates memories um so yeah, i made that and then i was planning this second football day for children affected by cancer in may and then i was like i also need to go out of denmark because this is a world organization i want to be in the whole world i want to help everyone through sport so actually it was easy for me because i knew already ghana so i wanted to go back to ghana and i was like Yes, uh, I knew some of the Superliga players from FC Norseland. So I was talking to them. Can we have this? Uh, can I be in your places? And I wanted to make five football days in Ghana that time. But there were seven players. So yeah. uh, I needed to make seven. <laughs> so I, I took two more. Um, and then I, I tried to plan it. And I would say that this was the most difficult thing I have done in my whole life. Because to plan a thing in Denmark, where you live and where you come from, that is that is so easy if you are like... That can be difficult also, but it's more easy than if you are beginning to plan something outside from Denmark. And then if you plan something in Europe, it's also more easy. But if you go to Africa, it's yeah. very difficult. You like you don't know anyone. And if you know someone, maybe you know a little bit, then you can talk to them. But you don't know like the places you will be. It was like I was actually just having it in my mind and I was hoping for the best. So I was like, had some contacts in Denmark who have like a cousin there. So he helped me. Um, I was talking to him. He planned the trip there. And he said, like, we go to this place, this place, this place. And when I was coming there and the first time and I had my team from Denmark and they were asking me all those questions, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. We will see when we come to the football day. It will be like this. But I don't know how many children. It, I, I told them that it should be 100 children. Mm -hmm. But when we came on the first football day, um, that came like 200 or 400. It was wow. crazy. And we had only like... We had a lot of football equipments because Mask, uh, like the big shipping company, they were yeah. shipping all the things from Denmark, like old football equipments people have donated. So there was a lot. But I also knew in my mind that I had to make six football days after this. So I couldn't use all of that. Mm. Um, but like it was also just some of the baddest things because when all those kids came, like imagine like 300 or 400 kids came and you could only have 100 with you. It was like like you were having to say no to someone and yeah. it was not like in Denmark where it was people who had clothing and they have like boots, they had healthy food, they had everything they should have. So then you said no, and it's sad for them. But here it was, it was children who didn't have anything. They were like begging me for getting snacks from the football day. They were asking me like, please, please, can I get some juice? Can I get this? Can I? And they were like, I couldn't say no. So the first day we were giving like a lot of things we needed to. We, I, I told one of the Danish people to go over there and buy a lot of water because we needed to give it away there. Yeah. Um, so that was the first step. And we learned to like, you know, what to do after, because I was saying to these people who helped us in Ghana that they needed to make sure in the schools we were coming to that they only gave us 100 kids because it would be too difficult to say no to people or to not help them all. Um so yeah so in the, in the beginning it was very tough and I actually even that we said all of those things it, it didn't uh, you know change that, that that much because people from communities they came and yeah they wanted to be a part and of course they could be a part we, we actually also took them to be a part of the football day because for us it wasn't it wasn't the different if they were like 100 or 300 yeah. uh, for us we just wanted to make them happy but the difference was they they all couldn't get the football we could only give like the 100 of them a football and the 100 of them, of them a set of clothes um 
but it was okay and uh, to be there was like the best experience of my whole life and all the work up to this was crazy I have never done that much work I was like I was playing full-time football that time and I was like my head was everywhere because I, I told myself I need to go there I have told everyone on the social media I will go to Africa and Guyana and I will make football days so I made a promise not only for myself but for everyone so I needed to you know do that even that I didn't have the money mm. so like I was telling my friends I need to have this money to go there and up like two weeks up to this I didn't have all the money so it was very pressed and I was like I needed to be the I was my own like you know positive you know mindset because yeah. everyone was negative everyone was like you can't no blah 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 and I needed to be myself to say like yes of course I can't why not there will come something I, I, I will figure it out otherwise I'll pay it myself like but everything I will go there no matter what I will go there um so it was so difficult to you know to be in but yeah and I told my mom when I was like packing all the things everyone was donating things and they came out to our place you know with thousand of boots thousand of clothing everyone like with so many things and I didn't thought it would be that problem but like mask who should send it they should have like lists of yeah. all so I needed to text everything down and needed to pack it in like the right boxes and after I packed everything it was in 100 boxes and I was like working with this sorting the clothes out and like from I was going to bed at two and I was going up ar around six again so it was like what I needed to do the two last weeks up till um, and all of this was like, of course, volunteers. And I did it like because I wanted to, but it was also doing that I couldn't work besides, you know, so I couldn't earn anything for myself. I couldn't do anything, but I was just so much into this. So I wanted to do that more than because they needed it more than me. So, of course, I didn't need it to work because I had this. Um, and I told my mom, mom, I will never do this again. It's too much. My mom looked me in the eyes and said, Laura, you never do this again. Um, and then when I stand in, I went, when I was standing in Ghana, like two weeks after I was telling my mom again on the phone, I will do this thousand times again, because yeah. it's so fantastic. Look at these kids, look how happy they are. So like, it's just to say like every work can be very, very hard and every work can be very difficult and in a situation you will say that you will never do it again and you are regretting that you are starting it. But when you then turn in and when you're standing in the end of this and where you can see all your work um, have been done, then you will be like so happy and you can see that it was so worth it. Um, that was what I've been thinking all the time. And also to say that again about volunteer things, also because I want to inspire people. I also want to say like money is not the way to like happiness. I don't believe that at all because mm -hmm. now I've seen so many faces and smiles in children and families. And I've been out to all these football days and football events and to see those smiles and to see how happy they be and they are when they play football together. Um, that is more worth it than anything else. And I wouldn't be without that. Um, you, like people could get like pay me a lot of money, but it's it's not the same because I want to be with these kids and I want to be a part of this. Um, so, so that's just sometimes people thinking like I need to work with this because this is where I can get a lot of money. And I think that's sometimes can be the wrong way because then you will have a work like your whole life where you'll think like you will wake up every morning and you'll say to yourself, I don't want to go to work but I go because I need to earn money. But yeah. like, if you can find something where you are happy and it's not maybe about a work where you will get money or where you will get a lot of money, but if you work, wake up in the morning and say like, I'm actually happy for what I'm doing now. I'm looking forward for this. I'm going up on, on the bed like very fast because I really want to go out and do this. I feel like that's the life. You, you only have one life. So why not li live it like it was your only life and like live it like you want to live it and not what other people is telling you to do absolutely oh my goodness like again you just spoke so there's so much to catch up on there as well Laura the fact that even even what you just said at the end the fact that you've got only one life and you have to make the most of it you want to do things that will excite you when you wake up and that's that's something that resonates with me because I left the job um, a couple of years ago which I hated which paid me a lot of money I was quite fortunate in that way but I left it to pursue my love of football and football coaching and football scouting and football podcasting as well which is what I love to do and it's a big passion of mine. It's something that I'm very proud of doing and very happy that when a lot of people like with yourself, Laura, saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And now I'm doing it. I can relate to you in that way because, well, yeah. not relate, not relate because I'm only doing it as a job. You inspired so many people 
from just starting saying, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that another year in Ghana. I can do that continuously. And so many people have volunteered their time, their equipment to you to send out to um, these, these places in Ghana, which is incredible. And it's, it's literally breathtaking the way that you've described it as well. The fact that you have all of this time to yourself, but you, you thought, you know what? I can make people's lives better. I can make my life better, but I can make so many people's lives better by working hard, by putting my mind to something that I know I can do. When people, your loved ones around you saying, oh, it's ridiculous, you can't do this, it's, it's not going to be done. But you're what, three years later, after you started it originally, it's grown massively. And the fact that it's only going to continue to expand and grow bigger, the fact that you've had uh, other professional footballers um, that you've met as well that have helped you, uh, even just by signing shirts or helping you de um, develop the school and sharing it on their social media as well, that's incredible as well. The fact that you've inspired so many people just by one idea in your own mind, the fact that you've had this conversation with other people and they've doubted you, but you've proved them wrong, that's something truly special, Laura. And that's something that I think you should be very, very proud of. And even for me, I'm just there thinking, yeah, I'll, do I'll donate some stuff to you as well. So I can, <laughs> I can get some stuff over to, um, to yourself, which you can send to Ghana, which would be great as well. I'll send like an old Man United kit from when they were bad. So I don't have to have those bad <laughs> memories of, of Manchester United at the time but incredibly inspiring and yeah very moving as well I have to say Laura as well the fact that you've done all of this from your own heart you've done this from your own mind and you've done this because you know it's the right thing for you to do and the fact that you are continuing to do this the fact that you're getting recognition from um, across Europe and across the globe as well is fantastic and I'm pretty sure the people in Ghana and the people in Denmark are noticing you a lot more now and again yeah. Again, Laura, you're only 21 years old. This is incredible. Imagine you at 31 years old. How much more you'd have accomplished by that as well? Yeah, I hope so. it has to grow. Um, yeah, I want to make it out in the whole world so like all the children can get the opportunity to play football yeah. and like actually make it like the biggest sports organization, um, like uh, NGO who will help people um, who really need it because I feel like football especially has become so big so I feel like there is so much money in it. And actually football is becoming more about money than it is about the game. Mm, so about the love of the game. I want well. to talk to you also about It's just like a fun fact. But yeah. I was actually, because I have a lot of friends in the football world, and I was actually talking to a lot of the men's players who play in the best league here in Denmark. I was telling them, I was asking them, if you could choose to be the, the most richest pe uh, person in the world, but you can never play football again, you can never touch a football again, but you will be the richest person in the whole world now. Would you choose the money or would you choose the football? And all the men's players, I, I asked them about this, they all chose to be the richest person. So I was so in shock because I was oh. like, you can never play football again. And they are even already professionals, but they still said, I want to say, what if I get injured? What if I blah, blah? I was like, but I thought you played football because you liked it. And they the love said, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, yes, we like it, but like it's a job for us. So like we play because it's a job. It's like, we have to do it to get money. Um, and then I was like, I was just in shock because they said that. And I was asking some of the women's players as well and all the women's players. And even though they, they don't get paid like the men and they have to get like have jobs besides the football, they all said they would choose the football. And that was like, wow, they would choose the football. They, don't, they didn't want to be the richest person in the world because the women's players, they actually play football because they like football. They yeah. like to come to training. They, they play football for fun and because they like the game. The men's players, they actually more like the money about it, I feel. And like maybe what they think that like everyone is watching it, but it's not about like maybe it's fun for them. Yeah, of course it's fun. But but they actually, I, I was just in shock that they chose the money over the football um, because, yeah, I didn't thought that. What did you choose, Laura? What did you go for? The money or the football? <laughs> I chose the football also as well. Um, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't live without the football and I also told the men I, I know and my friends like how can you ever say that you only think about the money blah blah and they were like no but if I get injury and what would I say blah blah like it was so fun but it was just a fun fact like you can ask yourself sometimes and you can ask people around you would you ask like what would you do and I also asked my mom like what is the most like the best thing you can do in your life and she was like running you know that's the best thing she can find out about doing besides everything that's yeah. running I was like asking would you choose the running or would you choose the money and she was like I would choose the running but like I feel like 
you can ask around and it's just fun to see people like answering and what they want to say and answer about that because money is not everything but for some people think like maybe maybe money it's like the happiness do you remember that mastercard advert laura when they would have like um bottle of wine 100 euros football tickets 250 euros watching your team win the champions league final priceless did you have that in in denmark there's an advert a commercial where it would have like mastercard as priceless Uh, no i don't think so okay i'll send it to you afterwards but it's basically one of those things where mastercard were advertising how football is such a priceless game and you can never put a price on um paying for your football tickets or enjoying watching your team win a a champions league final or something like that so that's what i was thinking as well like football is a priceless game for people like you and i because it brings so much joy and so much value besides the the financial reasons as well and I know it's pro- I know you're a, you're a professional footballer as well, Laura. But I'm pretty sure you play it for the love of game when you compared yourself to Neymar, for example. Like you yeah. said, yeah, you, you want to sh- you want to show off how you play. You want to enjoy your yeah. time on the pitch, and you really and want other people to know. Sh- when I go around on the streets, I also like to play it. I wouldn't be like without the football. Like mm. it's not only about playing in the team and playing it like, but having the football in my life, I wouldn't be that without that for anything yeah. else because that's what I make me happy. So why? take the money instead of take the things who actually make me happy absolutely i mean if i ever come to denmark we'll have a game of football we'll play like the crossbar challenge or we'll play like the top corner challenge so yeah yeah, be aware of that for every for every time i miss a crossbar i'll donate a shirt so if i if if we have 10 (laughs) if we have 10 and i miss 10 i'll give away all of my shirts uh, <laughs> that's good that's which would be fun as well but if, if if i miss like one i'll still give like one shirt which would be good but <laughs> no if you've said you're good at crossbar challenge i'm quite i'm quite scared now of how it will go but um yeah literally it's just really fascinating to learn more about sport crits memories and literally the, the entrepreneurship that you showed from the very beginning like literally as a 15 year old i was just playing playstation and focusing at school and then you're just there like starting a brand new club for people who want to play football which is Again, just outstanding and, and really well done again, Laura. So thank you very much for that as well. Um, just before we move on to the next topic, I just wanted to know a bit more about um, your clothing line as well, because that's something, again, before I thought I was a very busy person, but you've just put me to shame, Laura. Professional footballer, you've started Sports Creates Memories and you're going to different parts of the world to uh, embrace football and, and help kids from around the world. Yeah. And, and you started a clothing line as well. Why don't you tell us a bit about your clothing line and how that started for you? Uh, my clothing yes yeah um that's also a part of this and uh, a lot of people was also laughing about me because when I told them about this but it was all about like sport craze memories because when I started sport craze memories in January for one year ago I was talking to myself and I was saying like Laura if you want to help the whole world and if you want to do this how will you ever be able to like live in a house or get anything for yourself because you also want to have a family, everything like this. Mm. And when I have made my football schools and my football days, I haven't taken anything for myself because I want all the money to go to the kids because that's for them. I do it and I don't need it right now, but Inspiring. yeah. Like, yeah. When I see it now, I need to find a way where I can live with it also. Um, yeah. So I was telling myself like, I can't live for like sponsors and investors for my whole life. I wouldn't be like, it shouldn't be something I should like, um, what is it called? Like where I, I have to count on that. I want yes. to find a way where I didn't have to count on anyone. And so like the money who is sponsored will also go to the kids. Um, yeah. So I was thinking about what I could do. Maybe I should make a drink, like a something vitamin or like a fruit or what, what could I do to sell to get money? Um, also for my project so so I didn't was like counting on sponsors for my project either like of course it would be like great for like sponsors there but so I also get some money myself so I could give it to the kids and so if there was no one who wanted to sponsor it I could still have money to do what I wanted to do with the kids Um, so I was like I was thinking a lot and then I told you before like I have a lot of friends for like the football men's and for the football women's and everyone Um, and when I was in this high school some of my friends was playing under 19 football in the men's team and they got like I think it was I don't even know I think 5,000 euros um, in like Nike contract every year and I was like it was only like under 19 here in Denmark Imagine like the whole world, like the soup, that is not the best team here. They said senior team over and like imagine the whole world, how much Nike and Adidas and Puma, everyone is giving out to like talented players and players who like have money for themselves. You know, like Cristiano Ronaldo, he is like 
unlimited like night contract he can take whatever he wants from night contract and i see like that's a good thing nike is doing because he's a big person and of course she should also be able to get like a part like a, a pair of shoes and a pair of boots every every year of course um but i don't think like it's the right way to give him that much because the people i knew and my friends they were like just taking like night air force like it was nothing they had yep. it in their homes i was coming in and i was looking at this and i was saying have you ever used those and they were like no but I have the, that much here, so I don't know what to do with it. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I was in shock. I was like, and I have seen like people Just who like give them to me. I'll use them yeah, if you're not going like, to use them. I'll take them. Dying people who don't have anything in the world. Mm. Like we have another world who is like suffering that much. We have war. We have a lot of things. Why are we giving out so many things for people who don't need it? And for people yeah. who get like paid so much. Like the Premier League football, not to like say anything about England football, I love it, but like like the money in that, like the players, all the players, they can buy themselves their boots, you know? Mm-hmm. And instead of that, Nike could give all those money for maybe like kids in the other world who needs it. That was just in my mind when I started it. And maybe they also do project, I know they do, but like <clears throat> all those money could be used better, I feel, yeah. than give it to under 19 players or other people who have good life. Um, yeah. But that was why. And then I was also in my mind, <clears throat> I was in the football world. I knew a lot of women. I knew a lot of men's players and I could, I could use it for my project too. So I was like, I want to make a sports brand, uh, but this shouldn't be a sports brand. This should be like a sports brand who is helping others. This should yeah. be like when you buy some of the clothing for this brand, you are supporting children like who is vulnerable around the world. And it should be also like where I say to like, like B2B um, partnerships where I say to like big clubs on long terms where I say like, do you want to buy this clothing? Then you can choose what you want to support. Do you want to support like cancer children in your country? If it's friends, friends, they can say, I want to support this in my country. Um, And then maybe other people want to donate to African children and to like people in other places, India, like where people just need it, you know? So people can be like, a part of saying what they want to support and in the same time they will get something out of it like they they pay for like a boots and they get the boots but they also know like this money is going for something good and i can choose what i want to make it go to yeah and um in the start it was like so easy in my mind but again like everything is about you know being big or being a person or being a brain like being something so people likes it and um, I have been seeing, like, if you know Cristiano Ronaldo, he takes something on. Everyone wants to buy it, you know? Everyone is saying to their parents, mom, I want this shirt. Ronaldo, he, he went with it. I want this, I want this. And it's so easy, like, so, of course, all the big brands, they are doing the right thing. Um, and I th- I see, like, it also has to be something, like, smart. Because as I know a lot of, you know, NGO, they also make T-shirts. They sell yeah. it. But it's also like some of them who is buying that is like grandma, grandparks, people who like think I want to buy this for helping, but it's not because it looks good. So I want to find out a way where I want to make some really good sports clothing, like the same quality as Nike and Adidas and like as basic as possible. And then, you know, my goal is to find very big players to tell them like, Mbappé, take this on, you know, go with this. (laughs) Neymar, take this on, you know, say to people, like, I, I don't want them to take it on and then just, you know, buy a lot, like, get a lot of things from it. I want to yeah. take it, they they have to take it on because they want to help about it. They have yeah. to take it on and say, like, we actually want to be a part of creating a better world through football and through sport. We want to give out what we already have, but we yeah. want to make this, like, so people are buying from this brand instead of buying for other brands. Um, because that is the purpose about this brand. It is like when you buy it, you are doing a difference for other people and for people who actually need it and not talented players who don't need it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I need a, a new pair of like equipment for sporting clothing for my Friday night football, I know where to come now. I'll come to Denmark <laughs> yeah. and I'll get some new sporting goods as well, which will be great. great. And Because I go to like different uh, sporting events and clubs in, in the United Kingdom as well when I, when I coach and when I scout. People are like, yeah. oh, what's he wearing? I'm like, yeah, this is supporting people in, in different parts of the world. So you need to get on it as well. And then that will that'll be advertising in the UK for yourself, Laura, which will be which will be great as well. But the yeah. fact the fact the fact of the matter is, Laura, 
at the end of your career, I feel like Netflix will probably make like a series of you, like a hero series of what you've done in your career so far as well, because you're just, it just sounds so heroic for everything, everything that you're doing as well. And I'm quite taken aback. I'm quite surprised at how everything's gone really well. And there's been a lot of setbacks, a lot of hard work that you put into it. And there's still so much room for it all to develop as well. The fact that you've got a clothing line out, the fact that um, you're really good at the crossbar challenge as well, and the fact that you're helping so many people um, across, the, across the globe. And it's only the very beginning. It's the beginning of your footballing career as well. And the fact that you've got um, friends from different parts of Denmark as well, which is a really great start as well. The fact that there'll be, again, more people will, will see this journey over, over your career as well, which will be great. And it's, it's quite, it's quite um, personal as well to you, I think, as well, Laura, would you say? Which is quite yeah, personal to help you. It's very personal. Um, and uh, what I was telling you about my mom's cancer sickness, it was also like it was the beginning of everything about this. So like when I talk about it, it's like it's not about saying that my mom had cancer, you know, feel bad for me because it's yeah. not about that. But it's it's the real beginning about it. And also, if you see in my sports brand, you know, the logo is yeah. also like actually um, the breast cancer. Um, yeah like sign and then yeah because that's normally in pink isn't it but this yeah. one thinks black with white yeah. background yeah yeah so like mine is like a j because of my my uh, last name is jewel so it's yeah. like a j and then it's the unity um yeah. and together with like the the breast cancer um so it's like everything together there um, yeah so definitely telling true. the story so everyone when i'm talking about it it's also make me look back on my you know all those bad things um but yeah definitely I mean, if this was like a sales meeting, I would have bought like so much clothing already, even clothing that I don't need um, from your sporting yeah. brand already, just for, for, for donations. And I'd be denoting a lot of my um, <laughs> shirts as well. So yeah, if, if it was a sales meeting, I'm pretty sure that the listeners here as well, they'll be just there like, wow, this is, this is an incredible um, person that we've had on. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's literally silenced me in so many different ways that you've done all of this and you're continuing to do it. And it's, it's something very personal. So you've got that drive and that commitment to develop it further as well which is fantastic so um, um before we end the podcast i need to ask you two things uh one thing i need to ask you laura is can i get some free merchandise um or do i have to pay for it what what, what can we do can we work out an agreement of some kind agreement yeah which which merchandise do you want uh i'll let you know afterwards but i like that hoodie that hoodie looks quite cool as well uh, yeah that's great that's great <laughs> that would be cool and i'll have a look at sending over a shirt as well so that could be something that you can submit as well which would be great and the second thing is we normally do this on our football podcast as well so not just the mental health one but I need to ask you whilst I've got you on for this episode if you had to name your top six uh football players of all time who would they be and why just so I can I can get this on as well that'd be quite fun my what your top six uh favorite players of all time who would they be um so like Neymar Beckham Maradona Yes. Is it also possible to say, you know, women's players? Yeah, of course. I'm, I mean, you're a woman footballer. So if you want to say Laura Jewel Hansen, number one, then I understand completely. No, 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 not like that. Um, but I want to say Penilla Harder as a woman player. Okay. Yes. Where is she from? Who does she play for? Um, she played from Chelsea. Oh, okay. Brilliant. So, and then I just have to pick like five more or? Yeah, just five more. Just the list, just so I can see. Because we normally I, do like a, so like a the six. Best and then just your favorites, just your favorites in no order. So you can wow, do like okay. goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, attackers. And it, we do like a six aside. So like we normally play six aside football. Um, so that could be something that I could put on for our Instagram as well. Because it would just be like a picture of your favorite six players, men oh, and women. Fun. Okay, then we say Messi, of course. Of course, Messi. Playing yeah. tonight as well against Real Madrid. So that would be quite then fun. We have Mbappé also and Neymar. So you're just a PSG fan, aren't you? Yeah, I, I'm very big. <laughs> and I actually go to France very soon. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so I, I will go to the trainings and, and ask them if they can come inside. <laughs> yeah. Can you sponsor, can you get my brand on your, on your shirt as well? That would be great as well. Yeah. They, do, they have so many sponsors of PSG. So having you, that would be fantastic as well. That would be very great. <laughs> Definitely. How, how, many have, how, how many am I up? On? So you've got four. You've got your woman footballer from Chelsea. Then you've got yes. your front three from PSG. And my, my three there. Okay. Yeah. And then, then I have to say, um, so how many is, that, is back? So you've got four. So now you've got two left to pick. Okay. I, I also said Neymar, right? Yeah, you said Neymar. Okay. Um have to find out. Do you want to put yourself in there? 
Yeah, of course, myself. Yeah, needs to I'll be done. You've got a very attacking team so far as well, Laura. So you're just going to score so uh, many goals with it. I tell myself. And then we will say um, the last one. Can it also be like uh, older players? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay, then, then I have to say Pele. Pele. Because I saw a movie with him and it was so good and it was so inspiring by me. So I want mm. to say. So you've got like all these strikers in the team as well. Yes, so you've so got. I'm yeah. on the only offensive team. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Don't defense because we are so good offensive. Yeah. I mean, if I was playing against that team, I'd just walk off the pitch. I'd be like, nope, nope. My ankles are going to break today. Yeah. So many people skilling me up. Neymar's going to do a 360 flick around me. And Mbappe's just going to run past me. Laura yeah, Johansson is just going to do a flip flap through my legs and so like no I don't want to get embarrassed by this as well so <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just walk off the pitch I'll, I'll stick to the crossbar challenge that's what I'll do yeah that, that's that's where you have to be <laughs> that, that's that's my element right there Laura that's where I'll thrive and then you'll just be like yeah I've got 10 out of 10 I'm like damn it I'll, I'll miss a few as well um but yeah uh first of all before we end this podcast I just wanted to say Laura thank you very much for your time thank you very much for your honesty and thank you very much for telling your story on this podcast it's been very fascinating it's been it's been a really good experience for me to learn from a different part of the world how someone has just encouraged so many other people just to follow her trail just by something she wanted to do not taking no for an answer and the fact that you've developed it into something that's again a a global brand and continuing to become a global brand and everything will I truly believe with the work rate that you have and the uh, the passion that you have for it it will go very very far over your footballing career as well and I'm also looking forward to getting those free Bronby tickets as well. So if, if you have any tickets <laughs> yes. um, for Bronby in, in, in the summer, I'll come over to Denmark for a game. It'll be a nice little weekend um, to watch Bronby play as well, which will be fantastic. But Laura, just before we go, do you have any closing messages for anyone listening? Do you have any, um, do you want to just tell them where they can find you as well on social media? Yeah, um, of course, uh, I have my Instagram, uh, Sport Creates Memories is the name of that. And then I have uh, my sports brand called Jules CBH. Yeah. Um, and then my own Instagram is Laura underscore Jewel Handsome. Yeah. And then I just want to say that uh, you should keep following your dreams. And uh, as you said yourself before, I don't take a no for an answer. And I don't think any, anyone should do that. So like um, stick to your dreams. And um, yeah, if you believe it enough, I, I'm sure that you can uh, you can reach it. So Fantastic. I mean, this was an International Women's Day podcast and I thought we got probably one of the best persons I could possibly find <laughs> for International Women's Day. So um, literally a superstar from Denmark in the making football-wise, but a superstar already for so many people across the globe as well. So um, Laura Johansson, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your conversation. Well, that was incredible. Oh my days. So that's just the, the final episode of well, our only episode of Mother's Day because there's only one Mother's Day a year, but um now you kind of know why we chose this one to be released on mother's day and really i think you know why i left this to mother's day if you know what i mean yeah. what with, with uh, laura how did you find that what an incredible conversation honestly like it's not often that i am left without anything to say <laughs> and i think then i completely was it's completely inspirational as well yeah um the fact that she is so young and she's done so much, like the resilience she has is incredible to see, to hear. Yeah. The never say never attitude, it was incredible how she, again, like we mentioned before, first things first, actually, she did say that her English wasn't great, but I thought it was fantastic. Like we said before, her it English is perfect, was yeah. Literally nothing to worry about there. So that was fantastic. The There's fact no that Manchester accent, sorry. <laughs> don't need a Manchester accent or a London accent like mine, so we're completely <laughs> fine in that, which is great. The fact that she was very humble about her beginnings and how people helped her out, which is what I thought was fantastic as well, because she has a platform as a, as a footballer where she could, like she mentioned on the podcast, use it to gain personal gain. But even though she's got a clothing brand and she's got like a, a soccer school that she's doing in Ghana and Kenya and she's looking at increasing it to different countries as well, that's the inspiring thing as well, using football as an escapism, using it as a tool where she can literally help so many people. The fact that she had that conversation with um, the footballers as well, you know, when she's waiting in the in the freezing cold, waiting for them to finish their game, just so she can get a signed photo, no, a, signed, a signed shirt, not a photo, um, just so she could send it and give it to people in Africa, just so she can also just gain some, gain some momentum for her new projects. And all this 
all of this, Millie, with the fact that she, her mother was going through cancer. And I'm just kind of there like, so many people break down when their families are going through illness. And the fact that she just continued to go, not just continues to go, but strive forward and develop herself and make sure that she was pushing herself the best she can be to help other people as well as her mum, as well as herself, is nothing short of remarkable, exceptional even, incredible. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, for, not for one minute, she didn't allow herself to be the victim, did she? Yeah. She she just grabbed it and she went for it. And even though obviously it was a massive, massive life-changing um, setback for her, almost she used it in the right way to kind of inspire others, help others in the best way possible. And honestly, I know you said it during the podcast if you had a hat you would tip it to her yeah me too 100 like honestly I can't even say how inspirational that is to listen to because she was saying as well how we do all kind of get wrapped up with our platforms and the for example footballers she had ideas for sponsorships how they can use it in different ways and I thought it's so innovative as well for a young person to think yeah, uh, I want to use my, I'm going to set up this clothing brand to use it to try and sponsor these charities, these organisations in the right way. Mm. I think that's massive as well. It's such a great way to think about it. I've never thought about it like that. I think it's incredible for someone to think about it like that and then to actually implement it and do it. 100%, because even before when we were speaking about it, before we had the podcast later in the day, was the fact that I was just there, like, oh, yeah, maybe I could get, like, a free hoodie. But now I'm just kind of there, like, now I know why she's got the clothing brand and how she's doing it in that way, which is yeah. great because it's highlighting the brand, but it's highlighting everything else that um, she's literally doing with it. And it's fantastic. And it brings in new people, new clients, and new ways of actually shopping as well, which is fantastic as well. And that's something that in the 21st century, in 2022, this is what we love to see. And it's incredible work that she's done. And honestly, it couldn't be again it feels like she's like a fan member i just feel so proud of what she's done it's literally it's literally that kind of feeling right now um after having that conversation with laura and the one thing i missed out on because i did challenge her to football afterwards as well one thing i missed out on is i needed to um see who was better at football you or laura so hopefully there'll be a time where we're in denmark and we're interviewing her on a football pitch that'll be quite cool i think i'm not sure that's <laughs> we can see but i'm not don't know. <laughs> Don't I mean, she compared herself to Neymar, for goodness sake. As exactly. Well. You once compared yourself to like a, a De Bruyne, I think. So that would be quite fun. To You're kind of breaking my confidence already, aren't you? I'm building your confidence because I, I, I know that you two will go at it and I'm just going to be there like, yeah, I can't even kick a ball like you guys. So, yeah, literally, I was bigging you up whilst putting me to the side a bit. So, yeah, it wasn't putting you down at all, Millie. Believe me. Um, but no, literally... I'd love to play with her, let's say, not against her. Would you move to Bronby in the summer? In the summer? Yeah, on loan. Go for a loan deal to Bronby. Is it sunny in Denmark? It's sunny in the summer. Is it? For the, in the summer, yeah. <laughs> Get some pre-season in the Bronby, go and train <laughs> over there. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool as well. Which yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a great episode and that was a fantastic one, especially um, the fact that she spoke about everything so openly and passionately it's fantastic as well but um yeah everyone thank you very much for listening to the beautiful mind game podcast special that we had for mother's day um we don't release episodes on, the, on this kind of day but it's the fact that this was needed to be put out on this day because it just meant so much to myself to millie and especially to laura and hopefully to one or two of you out there that have gone through similar situations like this as well so thank you everyone for listening millie thank you for your time as always hopefully thank we'll you see next season when we get more guests on which will be good can't wait it'll be good and goodbye